Welcome, everybody, to another edition of the FXR Racing Race Tech Suspension Privateer Island Life. This is 190 with Dominique Thurry. Uh, you saw him at Club MX last year, and now, this year, he'll come on here and talk about his new ride for 2023. A German kid, real interesting, real fast, and uh, stoked to talk to him, man. So thanks to uh, you people for listening. Thank you to FXRRacing.com, the official gear of Mike Brown, Chris Kiefer, Brock Tickle, the Club MX guys, and more. Pulp MX 30 is the code to save at FXRRacing.com. Please check them out. They've got snowmobiles stuff because now it's October and snow will be falling and that means that uh, FXR will start to shine. So if you want to deal on that, you want to deal on the moto gear, big things are happening at FXR Racing as well as check out their factory ride line of goggles, FXRRacing.com Pulpamex30 is the code to save there. Race tech suspension as well, motor suspension work. Uh, they have um, service centers all across America and you can save uh, with Pulpamex uh, code there. Tell them you listen to Pulpamex and save. Get bushings, get seals, get the right spring rate, get them to do your motor work. Team Solitaire using race tech suspension and race tech motors as well. Zombie Blows, big race tech guy. So please check it out. Thank you to Race Tech for making things happen. Namira Pistons and uh, Roost MX. We'll tell you about more about them later, but also too. Maxis Tires, the MXSTs, developed by some guy named McGrath, used by Privateer Heroes, Cade and A Ray. Thank you to Maxis Tires for coming on board the show and all of the pulp shows. Maxis.com, great mountain bike tires. Thank you to Firepower, firepowerparts.com, batteries, uh, featherlight lithium batteries, chains made in Japan, uh, chains that are and batteries that are used by a lot of privateer teams as well. They got oil now made from the ground up by a leading OEM manufacturer. So firepowerparts.com, those guys have a lot of things cooking. And of course, the Firepower Honda team, Dino and Max Yancey, uh doing big things in America and over in the World Supercross. So firepowerparts.com. Please check those guys out and uh, go to your local dealer and demand to see the Firepower Parts line of products, and you'll see exactly what uh, the, the hype is about. So thank you to those guys. Roost and Namir will tell you about more on this show. But for now, let's uh, talk to Dominique Thurry about uh, Straight Rhythm, his next year, and more here on the FXR Racing Race Tech Suspension Privateer Island Life Pod. And now, as promised, on the Race Tech Suspension FXR Racing Privateer Island Life podcast, a, uh, a man from Germany with a new ride and uh, lots to talk about for sure. Welcome to the show, Dominique Thury. What's up, man? How are you? What's up? I'm good. How about you? I'm good. Thanks for doing this. Appreciate it. Uh, lots, of, uh, lots of things to talk about when it comes to you, I guess. But uh, number one, uh, you're, you are moving to Team Solitaire for 2023 season, 250 West Coast, staying on a, on a Yamaha. Uh, take us through that. What, um, why Solitaire? How did it come together? When did you start talking to those guys and all of that? Uh, well, um, so yeah, I, I finally signed with them with the Team Solitaire Heartbeat Hot Sauce uh, Yamaha team um, two weeks ago. And actually, I was just walking through the pits in basically the whole West Coast swing. And it was like always a good atmosphere in that team. And uh, yeah, I mean, that was basically the most important part that that brought me over there. And mm -hmm. then well, I kind of... I'm kind of a shy person when it comes to meeting and talking to new people. Mm -hmm. And so I was basically, I think in Denver, I I was walking like probably 30 minutes around the, the, the rig and finally had the balls to go in there <laughs> and say like, hey, uh, I'm Nick and uh, what about next year? And yeah, then we... Uh, continued to talk a little bit over the over the rest of the season and also basically in the summer and then mm -hmm. they were interested I was interested and yeah luckily we 
we got a deal together and uh, I'm staying with, with the blue crew. That was important to me because I knew the bike was really good. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I'm really, really happy that that came together. And, um, yeah. So you didn't and, you didn't and, know Ryan or Chris or anybody from the Solitaire guys? You just went over there and said, hey. Yeah, no, yeah. I, I didn't know anybody. I did know Robbie because he cleaned me out in Clendale. <laughs> <laughs> and we had a little... We had a little talk after that, yeah. and um, now other than that, I know Ryan just because uh, back in the day he was the guy with the uh, with the helmet camera. Mm-hmm. Uh, whenever there was a real camera on the helmet, and yeah, me as a as a kid watching watching Supercross in America was like always that Ryan Clark guy that was uh, sure. <laughs> riding with a helmet camera. So yeah, but other than that, I don't. I didn't know anybody. Right, right. Oh, okay, cool. Uh, you rode for Club MX this year. You had a you had a pretty good year uh, in in the points, 14th overall. Uh, a couple of missed main events in there, but but you were a much better rider this year than you were last year. Um, did Club did Club? I mean, obviously Club brought on Jeremy Martin and other guys. Were you trying to stay there? Did they let you know that hey, there's no room for you, or were you looking for a change? Um, no, they they didn't really talk to me i know that they talked to to jace and garrett and all of them for the for the next year Mm -hmm. and they had meetings uh, and we never really talked about next year which i don't know if i felt like it was a little a bummer because we obviously worked together for two years and it was just like yeah just yeah basically ignore it that was but yeah uh other than that, I'm really. I was really happy that uh, I had the start in America with Club. Mm-hmm. The facility is really good, and uh, I really the bikes are good. And um, I think there was a was a really important point to uh, start my my American campaign there. Yeah. And uh, but yeah, I it had like I I knew I had to make a change. Not not team wise specific, but definitely. Uh, living there and stuff in the beginning it was super cool uh having dirt bikes having badass tracks all the time every day and then i'm a big fan of building my own tracks and then i had um yeah i mean i could watch miguel the track guy from club and do all (laughs) that stuff and it was so cool in the beginning but it just gets old and you just don't get a break from moto and then yeah it's just like yeah, you're, I, I definitely needed a break there. You're living it. You're sleeping there. You're staying there. It's just, yeah, it's quite an impressive facility, but I see what you mean. Yeah, it's a lot, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah. No, I actually realized that, um, so I tore my biceps tendon in after Unadilla or in Unadilla last year, and uh, I was like 12 weeks out, I think, and then the doctor, cl- I, w- I was cleared to ride again, mm-hmm. and I wasn't even stoked on it. I was like, mm, okay, I guess we're riding again. So I was kind of, maybe I'm overriding, like maybe I'm just done. Yeah. Uh, but I continued, and then, yeah, and then I went over Thanksgiving, I went to my girlfriend to Oklahoma, and, um, you know, I just hung out with the family with her family and we did puzzles and we didn't even like yeah here and there we talked about the sport but mm-hmm. actually not at all and these five days were like so refreshing i was more stoked to be back riding than in these 12 weeks of being injured so 
that's when I realized, okay, I definitely need to change something. Mm, interesting. Yeah, it, uh, it, yeah, it's not for everybody, that's for sure. I, I figured you just were sick of Phil. Had to get away from Phil. <laughs> right? Uh, <laughs> I mean, yeah. No, he was, unfortunately, he was he was injured too, so he didn't really hung around that much. Um, but, yeah, I mean, he doesn't really <laughs> like when Bailey hangs around my dog. Your dog, yeah. Him, he's not so, a fan. He's not a fan of the dog. No, <laughs> no not at all. So, um, yeah, and whoever is not a fan of my dog is also not my fan. Yeah. <laughs> no, but we, yeah, we, I mean, we got along pretty good, I would say, but definitely not that we hang around every yeah. every day. Yeah, you take your dog everywhere. I'm a dog guy myself. Uh, we've always been that way, my wife and I, so I can I can appreciate that. You are a dog guy, and you take your dog everywhere. Uh, I admire that. Uh, it's got to be tough sometimes, but hey, it's your friend, it's your companion. You're in a you're you're a foreign guy in a strange country, and yeah, man, I, I get it. You know, so yeah, yeah. I mean, I always wanted a dog, and then. My parents never really allowed me to have one because they said, well, it's it's good for you for like three weeks and then we just take care of it. And <laughs> that's why I never got the dog. Yeah. Um, but then I finally got Bailey. And yeah, I mean, it was it, it, as crazy as it sounds, but uh, it was a make or break deal too. If I if I wouldn't be able to take him to America, I would never made it to America. Yeah. Yeah. I've heard, especially the first year, Mm -hmm. you know, you don't know too many people and you get lonely sometimes. And especially the first year was tough with missing so many main events. And he helped me a lot. I think without him as crazy as it sounds, but without him, I probably would have left for Germany again. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, No, I get it, man. I understand it for sure. Uh, big improvement for you this year, this past year. Uh, you got your uh, you got seventh at the opener, um, and yeah, it was a much better year. Did 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 you feel like it? Um, it was better. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, to to be correct, it was only a ninth. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, I I would be happy with a seventh, but <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean. I re- I started off really really good, and then after Anaheim, I just got really sick, and that w- that kind of took the wind out of out of my confidence too. And then I crashed in San Diego. Well, no, I crashed in in Oakland, mm-hmm. uh, and then I crashed in San Diego again, and missed the main in in San Diego. So that was kind of yeah. I didn't after having my career best in Anaheim. I was not expecting that it goes like that. And then it was, I was happy or fortunate that we had that, that break, mm-hmm. uh, whenever, uh, East coast was riding again. So, uh, it helped me to just, um, yeah, basically reboot and just, uh, I mean, I led my first lap since Seattle then after the break, uh, just in a heat race, but that yep. felt really good. And, uh, yeah, I, I feel like I had a, had really good heat races then in uh, Seattle and Denver, and even in a in an, in Salt Lake at an East West shootout at that West heat race, I finished fifth, which which was probably yeah my best ride ever. Right. So yeah, that was that was good. But yeah, that that little bit after Anaheim won, that was yeah. But um, 
yeah, like you said, I feel like I improved a lot. And the first year, it was just like, <sighs> A, a struggle because everything is new. And mm-hmm. B, it was always the dream to go to America and race. Like every Sunday morning, I woke up and I just watched every race, like every heat yeah, race, yeah. every and now all of a sudden you're just all these people <laughs> that you know from TV. You're like, oh, that's Alex Martin. Oh, that was Justin Cooper walking by, and uh, yeah, all these big names. They're just yeah. You're you're basically racing against them, and that was like emotionally so exhausting that I was basically overwhelmed the first basically the whole season. So it was it was nice to go into the second season, know what to expect and mm-hmm. kind of also at the end to really accept or t- I guess expect to run with these guys. I mean, definitely yep. not with the top guys, but to belong in the top 10. Right, right. Yeah, it's got to be a little intimidating for sure, especially, you know, a lot of racers, they don't, they're not necessarily fans of the sport, right? They don't watch it all the time. They don't know what's going on. You sound like the opposite. You sound like someone that's like, hey, I know these guys. I know who that is. I know this guy did really well at this race. You know, I know this is the the, fab- the, fam- the famous Anaheim Stadium and all of that mm-hmm. stuff. Where, and So sometimes it can be intimidating. Sometimes being dumb about it is better, huh? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. But that's for me. That's that was always just America. Like if you ask me anything about MXGP, I probably won't be able to tell you because uh-huh. uh, it was never really my thing that I was interested in. But America was always the dream to to race here, and yeah, and right. then the first year being here, seeing the stadiums, and yeah, it was it was a big deal mentally. Yeah, yeah, I would I would think so for sure. Uh, how is the, you mentioned staying on blue, uh, with the solitaire guys, how's the bike compared to your uh, club bike? Um, actually I had the first day on the 250F today okay. and I was really, really impressed. Um, Good. I mean, I know, um, that this, the solitaire team is like not as high budget as, as the club team. So I was like, I don't know. But then also Robbie finished, I think, ninth in the mm-hmm. championship last year. So the bike had to be good. But I was really, really impressed uh, today. It's not like that it's just power, but it's just, um, A, it handles really well. And B, it just, it feels like you don't have to ride it with a lot of refs. And that fits my riding style really well. Mm-hmm. Um it, it's more torquey, I feel like, and I was really impressed. Like, I texted Ryan and Chris uh, after the second session. Or Once I was done, I was like, dude, I'm just so in love with the bike. <laughs> and I sent a lot of heart emojis. I was like, sorry for all these heart emojis, but that's how I feel right now. Yeah. It's like, yeah. Oh. And my girlfriend was there too, and I, I said to her, I'm like, I'm so impressed how comfortable I'm on the bike for the first day Supercross. Right. So, yeah. Uh, definitely, a, yeah, a, a positive surprise. Yeah, oh, good. That's that's awesome. And you'll be relocating to the West Coast, I guess, and, and staying out staying out here? Yeah, I was, uh, well, I was, like I said, I wanted to change anyways. Mm-hmm. And I, the last thing I wanted to do is go to California, but then 
I talk to a lot of people and my girlfriend is from Oklahoma and I was like, maybe Oklahoma, maybe Texas. But then Ryan said, and he had a valid point, as long as you don't have a really like a spot, your own spot or whatever, where you can train all the time, don't do it because it might kind of hinder your uh, preparation. And um, then, then he also told me, hey, if you want to go to California, Yamaha is having the deal with us um, that we can use the Yamaha test track. And that was kind of, yeah, that's right. uh, that's actually the, the missing piece that I wanted. And yeah, California is really expensive, but mm-hmm. uh, you have the tracks here and um, you also have a lot of fast guys around here, even on the, on the uh, public supercross tracks. Yeah. So yeah, I said, okay, I invest one more time in, in myself and, um yeah nice just yeah my girlfriend is is moving with me so that's really nice of her to to kind of make the move with me and um kind of splitting rent and stuff so that helps a bunch because otherwise uh i probably won't be able to do that yeah Um, yeah it's 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 tough man for sure absolutely um yeah so yeah Race tech, just, race tech suspension, Pulp 22 is the code to say with those guys, and FXR Racing, of course. Pulp MX30 is the code to say with FXR. Uh, Dominique Thury wearing FXR last year and, uh, and um, yeah, enjoying it. So privateer proven, both race tech and uh, the FXR guys. And thank you to the folks at Roost MX, 48-hour turnaround for Roost. Uh, they got a whole Pulp Nation section on their website. So simply go on there, use the code Pulp Nation, and save some money. Order some shirts and, and things like that from the folks at RoostMX.net. They'll uh, do anything they want for anything you want for graphics and have a turnaround super super quick. So thank thank you to Roost MX. One thing, uh, Dominic, is that you've been able to log some fast lap times, some fast qualifying times. You haven't always been able to f- to finish where you qualify, but certainly you've done a few times. But it has to give you some comfort whether it was last year or this year. Like you can knock out a heater uh, if you know at times. So, you know, you know it's kind of lurking right there, you know? Like, the speed isn't a problem for you. Yeah. Um, well, actually, in the past, it was always the opposite. Like, mm-hmm. let, let's say Anaheim won. I was, like, I think 17th in time practice, and I was like, yeah, <laughs> that's not what I worked for the whole, the whole offseason. But then I feel like once I have a rhythm, I... I'm just more racer, so once mm-hmm. I have a rhythm, I I basically can go faster than on time practice. But I worked in the summer uh, on on time practice stuff and figured some things out that mm-hmm. might be- benefit in the next season. Um, yeah, I just yeah, I mean, I just always want to go really fast, and that's when whenever I just make mistakes and mm-hmm. that fast turns into slow so <laughs> yeah it, uh yeah one one train colin duckmore uh a guy yeah. from south africa he used to said uh, he used to say take your time to go fast yeah and but that's just so hard to do like in in practice like even at club it's like sometimes i knock out a heater but <sighs> then you have um these race day jitters and you just okay i have to go fast because this is where it counts and that's just yeah that didn't work for me that 
the last couple of years. But uh, like I said, I worked in the in the summer um, on it, and yeah, hopefully um, get me or do better time practice so I have a little better gate selection at the races. And yeah, it's at least for for a few races. That's what's where where your whole night basically builds off. If you suck at the time practice, you have a shitty gate pick at the heat race, and then with without a good heat race start, it's mm-hmm. a shitty gate selection in the, in the main event. So yeah, a lot of a lot of times, a, a good time practice lab would be beneficial for the whole night. Right, right, yeah, absolutely. It it all starts right from the, and you guys only get like two laps of. You know, two laps before you kind of got to start learning the track. You know, um, the first yeah, practice yeah. isn't time, but it's basically still a sprint to get the track down. And yeah. yeah, and then it's it's just you're right. It just it really builds from the first time you hit the track all the way through the day, right? Yeah, yeah. No, that's true. Um, hey, so what? Uh, obviously, you must have done the uh, ADAC series right over in Germany. And and you did that arena cross series or super cross series for a long time. What made you want to come to America? What? Uh, how did that all come together? Like, how did you first get in touch with uh, club? I understand there was a a tool company that may have helped you in, in in terms of sponsorship at some point. How did that How did that come together for you to get to to the USA? So, um, like I said, I always wanted to go, but then I I was kind of. I don't want to say busy, but my priorities were always like Germany or, yeah, basically Germany, mm-hmm. not even Europe. Yeah. And then COVID came and we had just some maybe races, like two or three races the whole year yeah. uh, during COVID. And I was like, I'm not training the whole year just to maybe go and ride two races. And that's whenever I decided to basically pack all my stuff, like, pack my whole life in, in two gear bags and put Bailey on top of it and <laughs> uh, just leave for America. Uh, that was basically, yeah, I mean, the, that thing that pushed me to just yeah. uh, pursue my, my dream that I always had. Uh, I always wanted to do it. I just, yeah, never really had the gut to, to do it. And that was actually, yeah. That was the push. It, like the push that I needed, and um, uh, going back to club, uh, I actually had that. Pl- well, a friend heard of club, um, and he said, "Hey, oh, that was back in '19." Because okay. actually, the plan was to ride some 450 races in '20, mm-hmm. and um, he said, "Hey, to let's just go there in nine end of '19, just to." be there for three weeks, get your feet wet in, on right. like American supercross tracks and all of that. And I had a blast there. And like I said to you earlier, like all these tracks, all like all tracks are prepped while at home. I basically had to run around with a, with a water hose to just <laughs> water the track and prep it a little bit by myself. And, uh, I was just blown away. And, um, unfortunately in Dortmund, then the, um, my last race in Germany before I actually was meant to fly out to, to California to do some West Coast rounds on the 450. Mm-hmm. I hurt myself and was out and, until March, I think. And Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And then, then COVID came around. And um, yeah, like I said, then um, 
that was basically the push. And then I, I have a sponsor, uh, Weber, that I presented my plan and he was, or the, the company was all on board and mm -hmm. helped me out and definitely made it, made it even possible to, um, to get me over here and stay longer than just a few, few months because yeah, I saved some money, but yeah, I couldn't, yeah. I couldn't have done it the way I did it. And, um, yeah, they, they helped me a lot. And unfortunately, uh, yeah, that will be my last couple of months with them since, um, yeah, uh, there is no helmet deal coming together. So they, they want to be on the helmet, like yeah. Red Bull wants yeah, yeah. to be on the helmet and, um, those are good tools, by the way. Those are really good tools. I've used them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And they, like, a really, two really fair price. Like, you get a full on moto toolbox with tools in it for, I think, $200 uh, since the euro and dollar is almost the same now. Yep. Uh, the only the only problem is uh, they are not shipping. Uh, they <laughs> they don't ship yet to to America. So yeah. um, so you want to do a helmet deal, but can't do it because of the solitaire guys. Uh, I think Liet um, yep. wants basically. I mean, I totally understand that mm -hmm. they want to sell whatever we are writing, and uh, that sells yeah. hopefully the best. And since you can't buy a Weber helmet. And they, Weber also doesn't want that everybody buys a Weber helmet on the other side. Yeah. Um, they, yeah, they couldn't really figure out the deal and mm. left me in between. And but yeah, I mean, I would, I would love to keep them, but also my main priority is uh, racing in the U.S. Sure. So um, yeah, but yeah, like I said, I'm super thankful for Weber for these last two years. Without without them, I wouldn't be here. Uh, or would be here for maybe a little bit, but definitely not for two years and uh, going into my third year. And um, yeah. I also have another uh, sponsor, Schilderwerk Beuter from Germany, that helps me out, that continue helps me, helping me out. And like I said, without them, I I wouldn't be able to mm -hmm. to basically live my dream. Yeah. No, it's, it's awesome that they helped you out. And, and yeah, kudos to those guys for sure. I, were you were you just doing were you doing the German motocross too or were you just doing the indoor stuff in Germany uh, in, before you came over? Were you doing both? Um, I used to do both, and there used to be no age limit on the two hundred and fifty uh, outdoors. Mm -hmm. So I basically did the Adag Masters, the German Championship um, four hundred and fifty, the German Championship two hundred and fifty, and then in the winter I did the the German arena cross. Yep. And, uh, then I think in, in 18, I think 18 and 19, I just, I said, okay, I'm just trying to focus on supercross and did the French championship in the summer and, um, the German supercross or arena cross in the winter. Mm -hmm. But, uh, I learned that, I don't know, I think it was like eight or nine races a year doesn't a pay bills right. and uh, doesn't help you like you need to race you you can train as much as you want but you need to get gate drops and race to mm -hmm. to get faster to get better and uh i learned that and yeah without without covid i probably would have switched back to to motocross again and um basically would have done both again right right were you what team were you on did you have a team 
over there? Um, the la- the last few years, I was basically just with a with a dealer that supported me. Okay. Uh, but yeah, I was on on uh, KTM's or Huskies, so the Yamaha was was completely new to me when whenever oh, okay. I came to America. You know, uh, I did the whole German series in '99 as a mechanic. Uh, oh, really? Way before your time, I worked for uh, Knipe Racing. Do you remember Thomas Knipe? Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I worked for him, oh. um, and I, cool. I we did Dortmund and Kiel and Stuttgart and oh, I can't even remember the other ones. Uh, two yeah, more, I think. Were, yeah, yeah. There were a few small arenas too. Unfortunately, they're just down to two now. It's only Stuttgart and Dortmund. That's and- it, huh? Wow. Yeah. yeah. And Dortmund collides with Klande, uh, with, with Oakland. I know. And, I mean, yeah, you know, Tyler Bowers, a lot of guys made a lot of money. A lot of Americans made a lot of money racing over there yeah. over the years. Yeah. Um, and is that – I mean, I imagine you could you could run with any of the Americans that ever came over, right? You were probably the top German guy or, or whatever. So did that give you a sense of like, uh, like screw these American guys, I'm going to try to beat them? You know, at their game or whatever it was. What was that like racing those guys in those small stadiums and arenas? It was definitely a cool feeling. Uh, but first of all, I never really could touch Tyler as, <laughs> okay, as much right. as I wanted. But with his arena cross background, yep. he was just on another level. Mm-hmm. But it was definitely cool to to do that and have these big names. And um, uh, that was a year. That was my 450 rookie year, and mm-hmm. I was uh working a job so that that was even cooler to know hey i have to i'm on the podium right now with with some american guys yeah i think it was even chase owen i think uh-huh. that that earned some really good money over there in america and i have to go back to work tomorrow morning so yeah it was <laughs> it was a cool feeling um but yeah i i always knew that if I come over to America, it will be a different story. Yeah. It's, uh, uh, one guy used to say it's like like riding arena cross in Germany is like flying a helicopter in your uh, living room. <laughs> Pretty much. The one in yeah. hey, the one in Kiel I remember had twenty two second lap times. One of the ones we did. <laughs> it was insane. It was just nuts. Yeah. Um, yeah, but, that's crazy. Right. But the Dortmund one is the opening ceremonies, the after party, the track. It's a lot of fun, Dortmund, you know? Yeah, um, Dortmund. Yeah. I I was always a fan of Dortmund. It's just something special there and the way they do the racing there. And, uh, yeah, I'm kind of bummed that I will miss that. Mm-hmm. And my bank account is, <laughs> is pretty bummed on it, too. Yeah, I bet. I bet, um, right? But, yeah, I mean, I guess you'd... You can only be at one party at a time, and that is uh, America right now. Well, the solitaire guys know how to have a good time, so you, you'll you'll like that. Oh, yeah. Their Twitter presence <laughs> is pretty big. Um, <laughs> yeah. Did you what uh, what part of Germany did you grow up in? Where are you from in Germany? Uh, I'm from the east, like um, basically in between Leipzig and Dresden. Okay, Leipzig, I know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, okay. not far from. From Kenny's, um, I actually—that's where I basically always trained. Okay. Um, when I I did Supercross, and Heiko is dad basically gave me permission to to work on the track and um, basically maintain it. And yeah, from whenever I don't know 
October until mm -hmm. December, I was basically living there and just <laughs> going back to to get more parts or right. just whenever I had like two or three days off. That yeah, that's oh. when Papa. when I went back home. But other than that, I was just basically living there. Papa's a pretty smart guy, right? Like he, uh, you know, Kenny's dad. He, he knows what. Yeah, yeah, yeah he's a smart guy. I mean, and, and... he has definitely his his own way, and yeah. he's a special character. Yeah. But um, no, I, I, I love him. He is. Yeah, I really enjoy the time hanging out with him, and you know, not everybody can really or gets along with him. I feel like mm -hmm. if you don't know him, he's probably a little. Old. Definitely special. <laughs> he's pretty opinionated, but, right? Like he's a pretty uh, strong-willed guy, right? Like, yeah, but yeah. he also, yeah, yeah. And uh, if, like, yeah, sometimes I just laugh all the time when some people come to train and they walk into the into the clubhouse, and um, <laughs> he's just like, he's not like, hey, uh, nice that you're here, and it's like twenty bucks for riding today, and if you want to stay longer, no, it's like, hey. What do you want? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, Heiko, be a little more friendly. Yeah, yeah, I know, right? No, uh, he is a fun character. I, I always en enjoyed uh, being there. And mm -hmm. um, before I left to America, I, I was back for two or three weeks riding some Supercross to get ready for that Supercross race in Luxembourg. Yeah. And, and I really enjoyed that time. Like, I I think every night I said because we laughed and had a good time. And I was like, man, I I miss these times definitely. But yeah, uh, did you um, did you know Kenny? Like, uh, how much? How well did you know Kenny when he was over there and racing? Um, well, we basically grew up together. Mm -hmm. We raced the same series, and we yeah, we basically saw each other every weekend until until he went. Um, I think he so, went to a big bike a year earlier, did the European Championship, uh -huh. and then once I stepped up to the to, to the two fifties, uh, he was already in the World Championship. So he, we kind of lost each other there, and um, then he went over to America. And right. I, I mean, once we see each other here, we're especially now, especially at Red Bull Straight Rhythm and stuff. Yep. I was amazed of how loose he was. Like usually, <laughs> right? he, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, you could tell he's finally enjoying his time again, and um, I, I really like to see him like that. Um, because at the race, I rarely see him. Like, sure, I think yeah. I saw him in Anaheim one just for opening ceremonies, and I think the whole season was like three or four times that we actually saw each other and and uh right. talk to each other but yeah i mean we know each other but i also respect his privacy and he has a lot on his plate so i was definitely not the guy texting him and like yeah hey uh how was last weekend's race right, i know we right. raced each other in in our childhood so we're technically <laughs> hey, buddy. Still yeah. friends. Right, yeah, right. I, I still know you do you guys no. do you guys speak in germany or in english when you see each other no we speak in germany oh, okay i right. tried i tried to talk to Griffey, his son, yep. uh, in German and in English. He didn't like either of it. Okay. So I was like, okay, I guess we are no friends. Yeah, that's <laughs> it. We're done. What uh, yeah. What is one thing you like about America, living in America? Uh, anything? Uh, not. It doesn't have to be racing. And what is one thing that you wish was more like Germany? 
Um, more like Germany. Germany is definitely the food. I really miss the German okay. food or just the freshness of the food. Yep. Um, some like if we don't speak about the sport, it is probably that it's so big and you have so many opportunities. Right. Not just not just in the sport, but just in general. And yeah, talking including the sport it's just like a different world here yeah like, yeah it's yeah you have fresh tracks every day and it's it's just a different world it's more appreciated everybody knows what motocross or supercross is and mm -hmm. uh that's not the case in germany or in europe and uh i i would like to invite a couple of americans that um complain about a little bit of dust like not even i i wouldn't yeah. consider it as dust yeah uh at the track i would just like to invite them to germany in summertime because there is <laughs> nothing but dust i'll tell you what i haven't been to germany for a while i lived there like i said i did that series when i worked for knipe in 1999 so before you were born um <laughs> and, and, and I, i've been there a couple times since then but the one thing that drove me crazy was everything closed down early. Nothing stays open late. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't yeah, know about the Germans. They, they seem to close everything early. So. Yeah, that that's true. Like Sundays, everything is closed besides restaurants. And um, yeah. now you have grocery stores that are open from 7 to 10 p.m. From 7 a.m. to 10 p.m. Okay, all right. But most of them are shutting down at 8 and... Uh, yeah, it used to be even earlier. It used to be 6 p.m. Right, when everything yeah. shuts down. So, yeah, that's definitely something I I was impressed by uh, whenever I got here. Yeah, yeah, everything's wide open all the time. Uh, thank you to the folks at FXR and, uh, and of course, Race Tech as well for coming on board this, uh, this uh, podcast. Namira Pistons as well. Since 2001, Namira has been supplying factory-level pistons and gaskets for every make and model. From two wheels to four, from weekend warriors to top athletes, Namira's advanced piston tech has increased engine performance and reliability without increasing the budget. Follow them on Instagram. Visit them online, namira.com. I'm doing a giveaway on my Instagram as well. If you want a top-end rebuild kit from the folks at Namira, please check those guys out. Uh, appreciate them uh, coming on the show. Uh, Dominique Thury on the uh, privateer Island Life pod. Uh, Red Bull Straight Rhythm. Um, how much time do you have on a two-stroke, and how was it for you? <laughs> Um, I was two days on a two stroke. Okay. Well, uh, one, no, three days, one day outdoors, um, like riding some motocross and then two days on a supercross track. Uh, I had to get used to the two stroke again, <laughs> uh, because the first couple of laps, I almost endowed multiple times cause I was just mm -hmm. going to a jump and like typical four stroke like <laughs> yeah. but there is no bah. so uh <laughs> yeah um no but two days and then i was kind of stressed out because i called ryan i'm like oh, i only had two days and and he's like hey calm down we're just here to have fun mm -hmm. we're just enjoying our time and and that was the call i needed because I was stressing out. I was like, man, I wanted to have so much more preparation. Because, right. yeah, sometimes I'm like, even if I would work out and train for 24 hours, seven days a week, at the end of the week, I would still think I could have done more sometimes. And that was the case. Because yeah. 
the 125 was new to me and I didn't, I didn't feel like I, I had enough, I didn't spend enough time on it. So, but yeah, uh, then Ryan called me and yeah, once we had, once we hit the track on Friday, I was, I was just having a good time. That whole team, uh, Chris, um, Ryan and Eric, we were just a small group and Mm -hmm. Ryan brought his kids with him and we just had a really, really fun time. And, um, yeah, it was just a loose program, I would say. Yeah. <laughs> I, think we, I think we did pretty good for just being on the bike for basically two times. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, dude, no, some of those jumps were big, right? Were you, like, a little freaked out or was it? Yeah. Um, <laughs> that table, I think if you ask everybody, it was always the table and it was the table. It was massive. Yeah. Um, especially in a 125, it was third gear. I mean, not fully wide open and pulling on it like something like no, but yeah, but it was third gear, not letting go. Right. Uh, and and then I didn't do it the first session. And Kenny came over and talked to me, and he said, "It's just go with the flow. Like once you do that that rhythm section before and you hit it, you it, you'll be fine." And then I did it, and it was just so cool flying over the beach and yeah. But it was high, and I didn't want I. Basically, at the race, uh, whenever I went against Kelly, I scrapped these double, double, doubles before, and I kind of overshot the last a little bit. And I just had in my mind, fuck, if I case that table now, I beat that. And um, <laughs> that's why I, I led off the gas, and he he jumped over it. I, it was just, it was a table, but so it was all wood. Uh, on top of it, yep. and then it just had a knuckle of dirt. I, uh, Marvin talked about it in the in on the pulp show, yeah. and it was a huge knuckle. And if you cased it, I was like, "Man, you are flying down like I don't know how many feet because I'm still not used to the feet." But <laughs> yes, it's it would have been like five, six meters. So, yeah, uh, no, I said, "Okay, I'm good." But the track was so much fun. Like I think I said that the probably a hundred times the whole weekend yeah it was just such a cool event and that whole experience because i never grew up with two strokes so you definitely had to ride a little different than on the fourth stroke and a little bit more looking forward or looking ahead what's coming yeah but it was fun yeah it was a really cool event and you know, not like yeah. Lots of people try to get invited, so it's cool to even get chosen to ride it. You know, um, yeah, it's 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 awesome. It's got to be an awesome experience, like you said, down on the beach and everything else. So yeah, no, I was stoked whenever they they um, they told me that they're gonna go and race with me to straight rhythm race. I was like, what, really? Yeah, and uh, yeah, that's that's cool. What? I mean, I was stoked. What do we think of the new number? 76 we like it uh i was like oh man there are so many cool numbers in the 70s and the 76 is not one of it (laughs) but i had it on my bike i still have it on my bike um now and i actually like it okay um once it's on the bike i wish i had uh had the 77 because that was the number of a of a friend who 
passed away a couple of years ago. Mm, he okay. always wrote 77. So that would be awesome. But um, yeah, 76, it looks good uh, on the bike. And yeah, uh, I hope I just, well, I will work on it to, to get it lower. Yeah, there we go, right? Um, you did some nationals this summer, right? What did you? Uh, last summer. Was it last summer? I thought so, it was, I thought you filled yeah. in. Okay. So do you, you know, like you said, you you stopped doing the German motocross series to do the indoor stuff, and you haven't done too many nationals over here. Do you feel like you're better indoors? Are you just as good outdoors, and you would do it if you if you could ride it? Or is it a, a thing where you're purposely, like, stay, staying away from outdoors a little bit? No, if if that opportunity comes up, I am definitely the first who jumps on that on that opportunity and mm-hmm. says, "Yeah, let's go." Right. But I do want to have enough preparation time. Like I think I would be pretty solid um, since we always like we always raced motocross in Europe. Of course, it's, yeah. Like you can't even say that we raced supercross in Europe because that was compared to what I what i know now that was basically just uh yeah arena cross for kids <laughs> a helicopter and, in your living room <laughs> <laughs> yeah basically right. so yeah i i would love to do a season i know it will be gnarly with the round with all the rounds coming out of supercross doing all the, the 12 or mm-hmm. 11 rounds whatever we are next year and um with all the heat and stuff, but I would love to do it. Um, but yeah, not on my own. And, um, yeah, I definitely wouldn't do it as a privateer. What? Uh, it's just oh, too it's, much money. It is. It's too much money. Not enough worth it. Did you, yeah. did you ever do any MXGPs as a wild card or anything? Did you ever step in? No, and do? no, no, that was, like I said, I was never really interested in MXGP and mm-hmm. whenever, it was basically whenever I stepped up to the to the 250 class, there was like right around the same time whenever they said, "Hey, it's it's a thousand dollar." Well, back then back, the course yeah. was yeah, so it was twelve hundred dollars to just go to a race. Well, to just participate in a race, I was like, no, without prize money, without anything, I I just never had the passion to for MXGP. Yeah, it yeah. was always. America, it was always Supercross, and definitely also Nationals. Like I also watched the Nationals and stuff, but never for some reason never MXGP. Hmm, interesting. Yeah, that's uh, I hear that a little bit for sure for some guys. Like Lewis Phillips from MX Vice is a friend of mine, and he tells me yeah. the MXGP guys they they they're glued to watch American series indoors and out. <laughs> they just they can't get yeah. enough. They all watch it. They all subscribe to it, or they find a YouTube channel or whatever. You know. <laughs> So yeah, yeah, they're, they're, I can, all, they're all into right. it. Uh, <laughs> hey, man, thanks for the time today on the podcast. I really appreciate getting to uh, hear your backstory a little bit, and um, you know, good luck with the solitaire guys. I'm looking forward to seeing you do better. You stepped it up uh, year one to year, year two to year one. So yeah, you got to keep going, right? You got to keep sticking in the top top ten and maybe some top fives. Yeah, no, that's the plan, and um, I think I'm in a really good position now, especially with the team where I'm really feeling home and happy. And, um, yeah, I'm really excited for the next season. And, yeah, also thanks for you for having me and, um, yeah, bringing, bringing me on the podcast. I'm a big fan of your show, and it made a lot of long car drives um, <laughs> more entertaining. So thanks for that. And, um, yeah, 
No problem, man. Thanks for listening. I appreciate it. Good luck with everything. I'm sure I'll see you uh, at Anaheim 1. The Solitaire guys are – I'm always around there. Those guys are cool. So, um, yeah, I appreciate the time, man, and uh, we'll talk soon. Thanks, Dominique. Thank you.